Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. It's National Love a Tree Day, Tony. What's your favorite tree? From Tony Kornheiser, Tree Rollins, Willow Bay, Chris Pine. How about Charles Oakley? Charles Oakley, Ash Barty. You like trees? Are you good. a tree guy? Are you a tree no. hugging guy? Are you? I don't know what. I don't, I don't know one tree. I know a willow tree. I know a Japanese maple. It's got to be something really distinctive. Otherwise, I have no idea. You know what a holly tree is, I'm sure, because if no, you stick your hands on it, you get cut up. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Celtics eliminate the champs. Five NHL Game 7s, and Phil Mickelson opts out of defending his PGA Championship title. But we begin today with a total collapse and no show at home by the Phoenix Suns, the best team in the NBA. The Suns were down 57-27 at the half, an alarmingly low total. Luka Doncic by himself had as many points as the entire Phoenix Suns roster. Wilbon, you were there. How do you explain what you saw? I can't, and nobody can. Nobody can adequately explain it yet. It's going to take some days. I doubt seriously that the players and coaches and staff of the Phoenix Suns can explain what they went through. I doubt it, Tony. They may try. They had to come sit at a press conference last night in the case of a few players, notably Devin Booker and Chris Paul, and attempt to do that because people like me had questions. But they can't. They can't know what hit them. Tony, I said to you this morning on your podcast, it was a massive failure of spirit. I'm not going to try to frame this with numbers. People can do that if they want. You and I have seen enough Game 7s and enough sports We've seen great failure and great success, the kind that winds up defining careers to know that this is not about numbers. You have to look at what you're, see what you're looking at and try to figure out what happened along with people who are very smart about explaining these things normally, but they're not today, Tony. I, got, I told you this morning, I got text message chains with Hall of Famers and it went on. They went on for the whole half and it essentially started with this. I know you're at this game, what the hell is this? All right? Yeah. People in the Hall of Fame, Tone, because you don't know what it was. They just seemed like they were just shot full of some drug, and they, could, they didn't have control of their limbs. It's like some sort of Bugs Bunny movie. And I don't know what happened. I'm waiting for the details to start trickling out. But there was a crisis, Tone. I'm not, I'm not, I don't think I'm overstating this. This is a crisis for the number one seed in basketball, They played from the beginning like they had all the pressure in the world of a favorite, and the Dallas Mavericks played like they had none of it. And it played out like that way for a half, and then it was over. Yeah, so I was very surprised last night. I watched the TNT pregame show, and I saw Shaq and Kenny, without any hesitation, pick Dallas to win this game. And then Charles said, I'm rooting for Phoenix. It was not the strongest endorsement. It was, I'm rooting for for Phoenix. And I was a little bit taken aback by that because I figured Phoenix would win since they'd won every game at home by an average of 19 points in this series. I see this as a massive failure by the coach Monty Williams. His team 
did not care to play last night. A massive failure by Devin Booker, who I know you voted for second in the MVP race. Yes, three baskets, three baskets at home. A massive failure by Chris Paul, who was, I think, minus 39 on the game. May have had his worst game ever. He had 10 points, but Mike, his first basket was in the third quarter when his team was down 40. This is at home. I don't know that Chris Paul will ever win a ring. Great player. I don't know that he'll ever win a ring now. He's now three and five in game sevens, two and three in game sevens at home. And if the statistic is correct, it's amazing to me. He's the only player ever in the NBA to be on teams that lost five different playoff series went up 2-0, which means they got to lose either four in a row or four out of five. And, and I, I can't state this enough. These are not neophytes in the playoffs. This isn't the Timberwolves. They went to the no. finals last year. No. They were the best team in the NBA. All year. They the were only eight one games to win clear. Yeah. Eight games clear of the next team. And at yeah. home, they, they didn't, I, they're the, they didn't they're show the only up. team to win 60 games. And Tone, we're not talking about knuckleheads. We're talking about a right. very close-knit group of smart guys, smart yes. players reliable players, right? Yes. Not guys who say, you know, I'm not going to play half the season because I'm not getting a shot. We're, that, we're not that's talking right. about that group of guys. And so Committed that's players. why this is all the more... Tony, I'm, look, people think, people back east, I-95ers, you, you people think of Phoenix, Scottsdale, greater Arizona as some you know, small market. This is the fifth biggest city in America. This is a big place. It's a lot bigger than a lot of the places back east where people live and think, oh, we're big. This place is stunned out of its mind today. Today yeah. still. Okay. Last night and again today, it's going to take some time to get over it. It really, I, I believe it really is. Let's move to the east, please, where the Celtics beat the Bucks on both Friday and Sunday to advance to the conference final. Grant Williams hit 7-3 Sunday as Boston set a new franchise playoff record with 22 three-pointers in all. Tone, what did you take away from the Celtics winning the last two games against yeah. the defending champs, both elimination games? Okay, so first of all, this was a bad game to watch. It wasn't as bad as Phoenix, but it was a bad game to watch. It was the worst game to watch in this series. And this right. was the best series of all. This was a series where no matter who won a game, it was close. And you said that's going to have a real impact on what goes on next. I honestly thought that Boston... They played seven. Boston could have and should have won six in my mind. But it was also the best series. It was the most taut series, the most tense series. Mike, I believe that the two best teams, from what I've watched in the playoffs, I believe the two best teams in the NBA are Boston and Milwaukee. And so I believe that if you win this series as Boston did, you should win the NBA championship. And now I'm going to tell you why I don't think that's going to happen, and I'm going to draw this analogy. This series reminded me of the five-game baseball playoff last year between Los Angeles and the, and the Giants, who I thought were the best two teams in baseball. Los Angeles won that series. They were so spent. They were so tired. You'd think, you'd think Antetokounmpo was tired laying on the floor. They were so tired. They, they could not beat the Braves, and they were a better yeah. team than the Braves. So I sit here and think that Miami, which is a quite good team, I think that Miami's benefit is that Boston gave all it had. Well, Tone, to that point, it's going to be hard, I think, for Boston really to, to, to win game one or to be itself in game one, which is tomorrow. I mean, tomorrow night is game one in Miami. So Miami has home court, and they're going to be rested, you know, because they got a couple of days, not a long one, not enough to have much rust. But to go back to Boston, Tony, 
I picked the Celtics in seven in that series just because I thought defensively they were the best team in the league. And ultimately, they, they made Giannis work. Giannis played like the oh. two-time MVP oh, yeah. that he is. Yeah. He played like what yeah. I know you think he is, which is the best player in the league. You know, say over do. Joker, over Durant, over, you know, Embiid. I know. And by the way, they, he did nothing to dispel that. But Boston's right. defense tone, and plus their, their ensemble, they're, they're a really deep team. And let's not forget, Milwaukee's second best player didn't play much of this. I and understand. At all in Middleton the was out. Middleton was out that. and it went seven games. That I mean, it speaks well of Milwaukee, too. That might have made a difference. Boston played strong. They played with heart. They showed you the medal they had by winning six and seven. Jason Tatum became an actual star in this yes. series. It was a no great doubt. series. I, I don't know if either team would have anything left for Miami. We'll for see. Miami. Let's move to Maybe hockey. Not. The NHL had five game sevens over the weekend. All of them were highly competitive, unlike the NBA yesterday. Carolina beat Boston. Tampa Bay beat Toronto in Toronto. Edmonton beat Los Angeles behind a goal and an assist by Connor McDavid. The Rangers beat the Penguins behind 42 saves by Igor Shosturkin. And Calgary beat Dallas. Wilbon, should the NHL be happy about who advanced? I don't know what the NHL is. I don't take the temperature of the NHL. I'm happy. As somebody who, you know, sometimes watches a hell of a lot of playoff hockey and other years does not, I'm getting into the a lot now because these, the, the game sixes and sevens, it was just finishing the first round. They were so thrilling, Tone, that I started watching more, yep. and I think in this next round I'm going to watch a lot. Um, you know, I don't know how the league feels about – Toronto is a more important hockey market by a million times than Tampa, Florida. By a million. And Toronto did not advance again. Toronto never advances. And, and Tampa did. I know Tampa is a defending two-time champ, right? So yep. you're not going to be unhappy, but Toronto advancing would be a bigger deal – to the people who, in the main, follow the NHL. I'm glad that Calgary and Edmonton are in. I'm sorry they're playing each other in the next round, but I'm glad they're in, particularly since Montreal and Toronto are not. And so, you know, I look at this, and I, by the way, I rooted for the Rangers, but I hate that Sidney Crosby missed the rest of the series after going with injury after going up to the— Both games. So I'm, Both I'm games happy. they lost at the end. Both, yeah. Yes. I'm happy yeah. with it. I don't All know whether the NHL is or not. So I think the detriment is pretty obvious. There's only one original six team in there, and it's the Rangers who historically are the worst of the original six. You have two Canadian teams, as you mentioned, Calgary and Edmonton, but they're in Western Canada, and they lack the glamour. Montreal wasn't in the playoffs. They lack the glamour of Toronto. There's no question about that. But here's what they got. They got Connor McDavid. He's the best player in hockey. Yep. He had yep. points, either a goal or an assist, on five of their last six goals in the two games where they faced elimination. He had 14 points in the series, which ties him for the most amount of points in a given series since the year 2000. They've got the morality tale of Shesterkin. Do you yank him? Don't you yank him? They didn't yank him. He won game six. He won game seven. He saved 73. I think I could interest you in that. Two games of 73 saves. They do have Tampa Bay going for a three-peat. I know you'll say it's an SEC thing because they have Tampa Bay. Florida was the number one in points. Um, Colorado was the number two in points. They lack a certain glamour without Boston, without Pittsburgh, without Toronto, without Washington. Without I think they ought to be happy with what they've got. Yes. Without they Ovechkin. Have, yeah, right. I mean, Let's they, take they, a break. missing some – Ovechkin and Crosby. Crosby, you're missing some stars. That's right. You really are. Uh, coming up, what should we make of Phil Mickelson's withdrawal from this week's PGA Championship? 
And should the Reds be proud of throwing a no-no and still losing? Uh, the other tree that I like so much is the palm, particularly when Chuck is the waiter. I really like the palm. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. It's mail time where we take ESPN's precious airtime and turn it over to random viewers. Let me see what's first. Random. What do you make of Phil Mickelson withdrawing from this week's PGA Championship? Tony, I I told you, you know, living out here in a golf-crazed community, there was this talk, I told you this, it it may have just been you and me on the phone talking, that people did not believe ever that Phil was going to play and defend his championship at the PGA Championship uh, in Tulsa. And so this has come to fruition. He's not going to play. I know that this is being painted as Phil withdrew. I don't know how much pressure there was or wasn't to not have Phil around. I don't know. I don't know how much pressure was applied nor how much pressure he felt because we haven't heard from Phil. But this did not happen in a vacuum. And so we now have where where are we going to see Phil next? We're going to see him on this Greg Norman tour. One would think he's not retiring. He's got to play. So Phil's going to play. And it seems like he's not necessarily all that welcome right now uh, in the PGA. And so where's he going to pop up? That's what we're waiting to see now and to hear some explanation whenever he's willing to give one. Okay. So I give you full credit because you sit, sat here a couple of weeks ago and you said he's not going to play the PGA. And I'm stunned that he's not going to play the PGA. And I'm wondering where he is going to play next. Will he play in London on the Saudi tour in June? Will he play the U.S. Open um, at the country club in Brookline. Will he ever play again? I mean, I think he's going to play again. I, I mean, you have to underline this about five times. He's one of the greatest players of all time. And he's in a self-wrapped cocoon, and we don't know where he is, and we don't know what he's doing. And everybody, ha- when he emerges, everybody has the same question. And Phil is a talker. He likes to talk. And the question is very simple. What happened? What happened here? It just gets weirder to me. I don't think he was suspended. I think he could have played in the Masters. I think he could play in the PGA. But I I have no idea 
what is going on here? And I would like to, I see skepticism on your face because you think there's probably yeah. a suspension. I'm not sure. No, 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 no. So. Suspension yes. is too official. That's too official. But you know what happens when pressure can be applied and you don't feel you right. can bolt your way through and demand that you play and you acquiesce. I guess. And I think there's I mean, Mike, an element of that. I don't know if the book is that damning. I don't know if the Damn. Saudi experience is that unnerving. I don't know. Here's the next one, know. which I don't we even don't. care about, to be honest. Should the Reds be proud of their no-hit loss? I'll be brief when you're done. <laughs> Tony, I'll be brief. I, no, they lost the game. <laughs> and the Reds need to win because they're pathetic. And so they, they lost this game because they gave up two runs in the bottom of the eighth to the Pirates in Pittsburgh on walks. They won. They gave, sorry, up, gave one. up one run. One run, one. but two walks. So they gave it up. This is like a Little League game, too. Trust me. I, the morning after my prom, I walked the bases loaded and gave up a sacrifice fly and lost the game at Quigley South. Don't get me started. So this brings up nightmares for me. But should they be proud of it? No, they lost the game. They need to win. Yeah. So I, I shouldn't have said I don't care about this story, but I care about the other story more. Should they be proud of it? No. They lost the game. They have this silly little asterisk that they threw a no-hitter and they lost. And by the way, people are laughing at them. They have the worst record in the league. They're 9-26. and 26. That's a pace for like 42 or 43 wins and 120 losses. Mike, if you yes. ask baseball fans what team could this happen to, 100% of them would say the Cincinnati Reds this year. That's what they would say because they're a very bad team. And I think moving like the owner's kid wants to do, I don't even think that's Where? a bad idea Who anymore. wants them? I don't. Who wants them? Who would take the Reds? Please. You can't be proud of this. You can't. You lost. Enough email. Let's take one last break. Still to come, Drew Brees may be looking for a new career challenge. Frank Gore apparently has embraced one already. I yeah, think that's I, the I mean, pace, the about 42 or 43 wins. I mean, that's worse, at least, They're terrible. Steve Spurrier would say. Yeah, about but the, the Tigers, the Tigers are the worst. just They're as bad. Worse than us. The, the Tigers are just as bad. It's terrible. PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. Uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Happy time, people. Happy 58th birthday, John Sally. The former NBA forward spent 11 years in the league, averaging seven points and four and a half rebounds. Sally has four rings, 
two with the Pistons, one with the Bulls, one with the Lakers. He's best known for coming off the bench with the championship Bad Boy Pistons. Those top reserves, Sally, Dennis Rodman, Vinnie Johnson, Buddha Edwards, they could have started most anywhere else. After basketball, Sally sought a career in entertainment. He appeared in such films as Eddie and Bad Boys 1 and 2. On television, he hosted the best damn sports show, period, and was on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. So the most entertaining player I ever covered in sports is Charles Barkley. But the funniest player I ever covered, just day-to-day -day funny, is John Sally. And I was around those Pistons teams, and I know he came to the Bulls late in the Lakers late. I spent half my life around those teams. John Sally was just walk around hysterically funny. Whether it was jokes, whether it was commenting on life and culture, John Sally was a joy to be around. I don't see enough of him. He was on first take recently. There should be more John Sally. Happy anniversary, Magic Johnson. On this day 42 years ago as a rookie, Magic started at center for the Lakers in game six of the NBA Finals against Philadelphia. Magic took the place of an injured Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Magic delivered a spectacular performance. 42 points, 15 rebounds, seven assists, and the Lakers won the game and the championship. Considering the magnitude of that game and the circumstances that found him playing center instead of point guard, this is arguably the greatest game ever by a rookie. There are defined eras in the NBA, the Russell era, the Jordan era. This began the Magic Bird era. No, th th this is the greatest game in finals history, all right? It's the greatest game I know in my life in finals history. Magic has two things. He has the greatest shot in the history of the finals, the junior, junior skyhook in Boston Garden, sitting there watching that. And that game right there, and I believe you were there, that is the greatest performance right by one man right. in the history of the finals. So people, you can take your 12-year-old players and you can take a walk. Irvin Magic Johnson. Happy trails to TV for Drew Brees. Despite reporting in the New York Post that Brees is done at NBC after just one year as a broadcaster there, Brees himself tweeted, and I quote here, I am currently undecided. I may work for NBC. I may play football again. I may focus on business and philanthropy. I may train for the pickleball tour, the senior golf tour, coach my kids or all of the above. I will let you know, unquote. New Orleans coach Dennis Allen said Breeze's comment about returning to football was, quote, made in jest, unquote. Breeze is 43. Tom Brady, 44, just unretired. Wilbon, what do you think? You think Breeze will come back to football? I have no idea. And I, I really like Drew Breeze and like a lot of the things he does and, and stands for. But I'm not going to, like, lay awake at night wondering what Drew Breeze is going to do next. I think he's going to come back. I think he'll take a shot. One correction. We got fouled up on Sidney Crosby. He missed games five and six, was back for seven. My bad on that. Let's go to the big My finish if too. we could. Let's do it. Albert Pujols pitched the ninth for the Cardinals yesterday. Are you impressed? No. <laughs> no. There's so many bizarre things in sports these days, and not all of them are a big deal. No. The Vegas Golden Knights fired head coach Peter DeBoer. Is that justified? Is this the ghost of Lou Lamarillo going across the country to do this? The guy went to two conference finals. What? Kurt Busch won at the Kansas Speedway, giving Michael Jordan his second win as a NASCAR owner. Is that a big deal? Yes, that is a big deal. Michael Jordan in the winner's circle. Congratulations to MJ. Iga Sviantek and Novak Djokovic. I probably butchered that name when the Italian Open titles despite practicing it. More significant, Tony, which one? 
Zviantek, you know, is a great player, but I would say it's Djokovic because that was on clay and he's getting ready for Paris. I would say it's that. Yeah. Last one. Okay. Frank Gore won his professional boxing debut by fourth round knockout. Your thoughts about Frank Gore now being a boxer? Once again, not everything's a big deal. It's good for Frank Gore, but I mean, you know, Frank Gore is still in like a 49ers uniform in my mind, not in a ring. Sorry. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. Len Rubin, shout out. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the BTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts.